Welcome to Tim Stodds FM, a place to share new ideas, speak freely, and continuously find ways to live our best lives. And now your host, Tim Stoddart. Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Tim Stoddart. Welcome to Tim Stodds FM. Thank you so much for joining me. Before we get started, a quick announcement. I know that most of you are used to getting my daily blog posts delivered to your inboxes through email every morning. And I'm so sorry to disappoint some of you, but I am changing the format in which I deliver all of my content. I've been listening to some feedback and I've been taking seriously some people that have kind of reached out to me saying like, hey man, I love your shit. I I love the podcast you do. I, I love your blogs. It's just an email from you every day feels like it clogs up my inbox. And you know what? I want to respect people's inboxes and I don't want to be pumping content at people. Uh, So what I decided to do is send out one weekly newsletter every Friday. So my newsletter is going to consist of some of the best content, whether that be articles or podcasts or videos that I've created throughout the week. But it's also going to consist of some really valuable stuff that I found uh, on the internet, whether it's something that somebody else wrote, whether it's like a really beautiful picture or maybe a a really great product that I found that I think could help you out. Just a curated weekly newsletter designed to help you with your health, your wealth, and your personal growth. That's my mission. That's what I'm here to do. I just want to make sure that I'm, I'm delivering content that can help you improve your own life. If you want to sign up for the newsletter, just go to timstods.com. There's sign-up forms all over the site. You really can't miss it. The feedback I've gotten in the first two issues that I've sent out have been really phenomenal. So thank you for your feedback, and, and I know you're going to enjoy the newsletter. So sign up for that at timstods.com. All right, my guest today is a really good friend of mine, my friend Ray Figs. He is the co-founder of 8 and 9 Clothing. 8 and 9 is a brand that is really close to my heart. I've been personally working with these guys for, geez, it's got to be five or six years by now. Um, I've actually had Ray's partner, Ray, they're they're co-founders of the company and they're both named Ray, Um, I've had Ray G on the podcast before. Um, He's much more of kind of the visionary, the creative director. And Ray Figs, my good friend and the gentleman on the show today, uh, is a lot more in the managerial side. And so we got to speaking about the ins and outs of what it really takes to run a successful brand, a successful e-commerce business, what it's like to be constantly touring the country and and. Most importantly, which is one of just the amazing things about 8 and 9 and all their ridiculous success, but how they've been able to establish themselves as a brand in a space that's as volatile and fleeting as fashion and continue to have such amazing success over the course of 15 coming up on 20 years now. I'm telling you. You're going to love this podcast. You're going to love listening to to Ray 
and what Figs has to say about just his insight and, and his experience building this business. And, and you're also going to hear about some of the challenges. So I loved it. I love talking to these guys. I know you're going to love this episode. Please help me welcome my good friends, Ray Figs. Ray Figs, thank you so much for joining, on my, joining me on my show. I really appreciate you being here. Hey, anytime, man. Anytime, brother. Great. So, uh, so let's jump right into it. Obviously, uh, the other Ray, Ray Gilbo from 8 and 9, ha- has been on my show before, and, and a lot of people really, really enjoyed um, that episode. But I was re- excited to talk to you about it because in the, years that, in the years that we've been working with each other, you've been a lot more hands-on with kind of the managerial side and uh, some of the, the day-to-day tasks and the management of running a successful clothing line and and you guys are more streetwear but just apparel of any kind so so i want to lead with that because i'm really interested in your take on the management day-to-day side of what e-commerce is like but even before you get into that i want to make sure that people know who you are what eight and nine clothing is, what you guys have been up to the last 10 years, and just give you a chance to kind of introduce yourself. So, so just tell me a little bit about yourself and what you've been doing. Okay. Yeah. So my name is uh, Ray Figs. I'm eight and nine clothing. I'm an original uh, founding partner of the brand. Um, Myself and Ray G go back. um, I want to say to about 96 or 97 or so. And, um, uh, we met each other in New York, and um, we became good friends and started, uh, you know, we used to just hustle all different types of things like T-shirts and hats and clothes and sneakers, whatever we could get our hands on. And um, uh, Ray had left New York, I want to say, in uh, probably the early, maybe 2000 or something like that. And he called me one day with this plan to, like, start our own brand. And... Um, at first, I was really scared, uh, didn't really see, like, I didn't really see the big picture, but I was always, you know, down to, to, to you know, to try something new. And, um, you know, he pretty much, you know, came up with the, the logo, kind of like the concept behind the brand. And back in 2001, we, uh, we launched our, our, our first uh, collection. And um, it went well, but we... Um, we had some issues with, um, you know, with 2001, uh, the year of, of, of 9-11, you know, we were actually uh, creating things in Pakistan and we got a bunch of stuff stuck overseas and we weren't really able to launch our line properly, which uh, set us back a, a lot of years. It took us uh, some time to really get back into the swing of things. So during that time, we would... Um, you know, we would uh, connect with DJs and we were doing printing for other people, design work and stuff like that until we were uh, able and ready to relaunch the brand, which is which happened in about 2008. And we made this campaign called um, 2008 and 9. So um, from there, we've been pretty much rolling pretty hard uh, uh, since then. Um, in 2008, 2009, we, we started relying on uh, matching our, our, our designs and our clothing to sneakers because Ray and I have always been like big sneaker heads. You know, we've always been into sneakers. We've always been into like 
matching our hats to our sneakers and, and things like that before it was like really like popular. Um, so, you know, that's pretty much like, that's pretty much what kind of like catapulted us uh, onto the streetwear scene was having, uh, you know, just dope graphics that were, weren't, they weren't just normal graphic. It wasn't like the standard stuff that people were doing, the ideas and the designs that we were doing. It was kind of like, you would have to look at the, uh, the, the design and kind of like figure out what's going on and, and mm. what's the question, you know, what, what are you guys trying to say? That's, 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 you know, what we, um, what we were going for, even with the name itself, you know, eight and nine clothing, it's kind of something where you have to ask the person, like, what does that mean? That's not just a standard, you know, name, you know, um, which at that time, a lot of the brands were kind of just, you know, you knew what the brand was about by the name. For us, um, we were dealing with the numbers. So like the number eight, is uh if you look at the number eight it's like an in, it's like an infinity sign if you if you you know turn it sideways so we always thought as the eight as being infinite and then the number nine in different religions and different cultures stands for different things for us we took the meaning as uh knowledge or like perfection so it was always you know infinite perfection so we 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 looked at eight and nine as infinite perfection of ideas like always you know trying to perfect your ideas always trying to perfect your craft so um fast forward to now to you know 2019 we've been going really strong with our brand we have a solid um uh, fan base we've dealt with you know a lot of uh, and collaborated with a lot of rappers a lot of artists and people from different fields and it's it's, it's been it's really been a blast man it's something that i really enjoy doing and um I couldn't see it any other way, you know? Absolutely. One of the things that I always bring up when I talk about eight and nine is when, when you and Ray talk about it and when the whole eight and nine crew kind of talks about it, it, this, it, it falls by in passing so easily just because you guys are, are, are so used to doing what you're doing. But you started this in 2001. For anybody that doesn't right. have a good recollection um, or excuse me, a good understanding on how fast the apparel industry moves and especially something like streetwear where just the, the fashion is changing every day. Like a good successful streetwear brand, if you, can, if you can really kill it in the course of two, three, you know, we'll say five years tops, then you're like, you're top of the top. You made it. But you guys have been around really doing it for a solid 15 years like do you ever take a second to take a step back and appreciate like what you guys have done and how ridiculously hard that is and and I, what does that mean to you at the same time like tell me a little bit about what it what it means to you to build something that has such sustainability in in a market that's like so volatile well um it means a lot to us because um it took us a really long time uh, to get to where we're at and I know how hard we worked on it. And like, just like you said, I know it's something that is not easy to obtain and to, uh, and to keep going on. And, um, I, I really do appreciate it. But the thing, the thing that kind of like makes me realize how, uh, how serious it is and how much of a feat it is, is like when I get these like 
memories back from like Facebook, for example, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, man, like I'm looking at, you know, one of our first, uh, cause we do a lot of uh, sneaker conventions, like, you know, just how they have Comic Con, we do um, a, a, a sneaker show called Sneaker Con, which we've been dealing with them mm-hmm. since uh, 2009. And sometimes I look back at some of these memories that pop up on Facebook and things like that. And I'm like, man, we had like one table, you know, one table with like, three t-shirts. I brought like two of my personal sneakers and, you know, that was our table, you know, and, and we were like, I felt like I was on the top of the world then, you know, because like I'm, I'm here able to showcase our idea, our idea, something that we came up with and, and talk to people and, and get their feedback and, you know, just to really be in the mix of everything. And, you know, now fast forward, you know, when I do these, uh, you know, we're doing big trade shows and, you know, we have, you know, 20 by 20 booths and stuff like that. And it's just really, really crazy to see, you know, I, I honestly, I really don't even realize it sometimes until I really take the time to look back. Cause mm-hmm. I just feel like, you know, it's like, you know, it's just something I've lived for so long, you know? I can't imagine what that would feel like to, well, I, I understand the feeling of, looking back and remembering those times where you were just satisfied doing what it is that you love to do, <laughs> you know? Right, right, like, right. We'll, we'll joke sometimes, like, we'll, we'll shoot the shit when we were starting Stasi and, and when we got our first office. And I, I, I've talked about this in, in the podcast before. There was a moment where I remember kind of sitting in, at my desk and just listening and in the development room, they were talking about, and this was, I don't know, maybe five or six years ago, they were just shooting ideas back and forth with the client website and in like the content slash marketing room, just the way we had our office split up. They were yeah. shooting ideas about just some content that we were putting together for social media. And uh, Brian, who you met before, Brian, my, my partner was kind of pacing back and forth on a sales call. And I remember just kind of sitting there and I, and I remember saying to myself and before i even get to this quote you got to remember this is a time where like we were really really hustling so like yeah we were working and everything was good but but the next day wasn't guaranteed you know it was still waking up every morning going like okay i gotta get after it today and and i like to think that i still have that mentality but the the point i'm making is that it was much more shaky ground back then than it is now i remember in that moment like you know what tim you're not fucking sleeping. You're definitely not eating the way you're supposed to do. Like you're kind of just a ball of anxiety all the time, but appreciate this moment because one day you're going to look back and kind of wish you could step back into that moment where everything was uncertain and you were just happy doing what it is that you love to do. And so when you tell me that story, I'm picturing you and I'm picturing Ray at this tiny little booth and just the buzz of sneaker con and you guys are just, happy that you're there you know right right <laughs> exactly. now 15 yeah. years later look at you right right and, and and what's wild about that is that you know and just the sneaker con thing in particular is that you know the first show that i did with sneaker con i i, I, I believe it was 2009 or 2010 but my point is that they were in the bottom of they were like in the basement of a church you know <laughs> so it was like these guys were just starting out and they were only, you know, they were only uh, doing it in New York. 
So SneakerCon is something that I do. Um, it's like a tour for us. It's something that we do 10 to 12 times a year. We travel all these different cities and stuff. But at that point, they were only in New York. So it's, you know, also every time I do a show at SneakerCon, I kind of just sit back and I'm like, bro, like I really can't believe that I'm in, you know, I've, I've built, I've built the brand up also alongside with these guys. We're touring with them for so long. And now, you know, now they're going to London and all over the world. So, you know, that's also something that opens up my eyes because I'm also seeing somebody that we've worked with, you know, progress and, and, and go further, you know? So it's, it's really wild, man. It's really wild to see that and, and, and be in the middle of that, you know? It's so cool. And before I kind of transition to the next topic I want to talk about, I also just want to say that another thing that I've admired about you guys and your team is you've never taken that for granted. Um, it's very easy when you get successful to kind of like have expectations and everybody falls into the trap by all means. I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, you guys are like perfect or that I'm perfect or anybody, but I have noticed when you guys put on the parties and when you have the events and the stuff you talk about on social media, like you've never lost that sense of gratitude and that sense of like enthusiasm about just being there, just doing the stuff that you love. So I, for right. what it's worth, I want you to know that I, I kind of always appreciated that about the work that you guys do. Thank you, man. I definitely appreciate that, brother. For sure. All right. Um, moving on to kind of my, my next topic. When I introduced you, I mentioned that when I think of eight and nine clothing, I think of the two rays and the two, um, I don't know, sort of sides of the brain that mm -hmm. you guys handle. I think that if most people f want to start a fashion brand, there's a lot of these visions of, of grandeur, right? Or, or whatever the expression is. I think I said that wrong. But it's easy to get stuck in the ideas of just photo shoots and Instagram and, and just living the lifestyle and throwing these parties with other artists. And it's very, very easy to not think about the things like managing inventory and about like customer service and about what do you do when somebody orders the wrong size and they bought it for a present and they need to get it done the very next day or, or even just the whole concept of constantly having to come out with new collections because, right. because it, it never stops. You know, it's, it's very difficult to actually be able to build a brand on like, like a, I'm sure there's a couple of brands that come to mind, but where you can just put like your logo on the shirt and bam, that's your brand. Like for the most part, you have to conceptualize something and you have to constantly um, reinvent yourself. So talk to me a little bit about what it's like being more in the grind, in the day-to-day -day of those things that I mentioned, like inventory management and, and producing new collections and managing content and social media. What's that like? It's, it's a lot, man. It's, it's, it's a lot. Um, you really have to do a lot of research uh, to figure out how to really take care of these things because it's, it's people like a lot of people do think it's like easy to just start a brand. It's, and it's everything that you just said, like you can easily come up with an idea, you know, come up with a logo or, or a couple of t-shirts, but to really, really uh, create a brand um, it's very difficult. And, um, 
you know, me personally on my side, like I handle um, customer service. Um, I handle, um, you know, social media posts, marketing. And um, so me and Ray, uh, we kind of split on certain things. You know, he handles a lot of, uh, of the, uh, he's basically the creative director. So he comes up with, a, with the collections and the ideas and stuff like that, which I give input input to as well. But I feel like you really have to look at each um, each of these things and kind of delegate them to to between each other. You know, if you have a partner, that's what me and Ray do. Um, there's certain things, you know, there's certain things that he's way better at than I am. And I'm sure he feels there's certain things that I'm more better at, you know. Um, and, you know, we've been able to um, build a pretty solid team. We have people that have been with us for, you know, a very long time, uh, years. And I feel the best way to do it, in my opinion, is to, is to like take each thing. Let's say it's, um, let's see, it's, let's say it's blog posting, for example. Well, that's something that you know, that that's something that I, that you've helped me with in the past. And, um, I, I got better at it. I got better at it. And until I was able to, uh, teach one of our guys how to do it and then pass that on to him. So I feel like it's about, you know, going through each one of these steps, learning it, trying to master it as much as you can, and then leveling up onto like something else, passing that down to the other person and, you know, and, and just keep moving up the ladder. I, that's kind of like how we've done it, you know? Yes, I certainly do know. I have struggled a lot with that concept and I've, I've done it. I'd like to congratulate myself a little bit for, for being able to do that because it's impossible to scale unless you get out of your own way. Right. But have you oh, struggled? Yeah. Oh. Have you struggled with, man. with have just I? letting, <laughs> okay. Like everybody have struggles I? with that. Right. It's so hard. Man, to let that shit that, go. Um, yo, like for me, for example, like, um, something that I struggled with, uh, I want to say it like about three years ago, was Ray, Ray used to handle the Instagram, you know, the Instagram and the, the social media just for Instagram. I would handle Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that. But, you know, Instagram has come such a long way. It's so important. It's such a big part of our business. And um, it's something that he was something that he would strictly handle. I was um, at one point very scared and to, I was scared and kind of afraid to make a caption. You know, because the caption is is very important. It's like, you know, it's, it's just as important as the picture. And I didn't feel that I had the skills to create a good caption and to create daily content. And, you know, Ray was doing it. And then as Ray started to level up and start to learn different things uh, to help put us in, in, in better positions while I was, you know, doing running around doing these shows and, and 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 touching the people and stuff um at one point he was just like bro like he, he told all of us he was like bro i'm not doing instagram no more like i'm not doing instagram no more <laughs> like somebody else has to do it or if not then we're just not gonna have no instagram posts because he just happened to get so busy that that's just is what it, it that's what it was you know so I, at that point i just i just took over instagram and i i really started doing my research, I started uh, looking at other people and how they were doing their captions. And eventually I got out of my way. And 
you know, I've been handling the Instagram by myself, you know, for, for some years now. And it's just crazy because it's just like you said, like sometimes you're in your own way. Now it's like, you know, I run multiple accounts. I run eight and nine's account. I run our fan page, our, our, our showroom page for the store. Like I'm, you know, other people reach out to me for, for advice and information on how to, to run their Instagram. So, you know, it's something where, you know, and then, like I said, I, I started doing more of the social media and the Instagram, and then I kind of like passed the blog over to, to one of my boys over here in New York that helps me out a lot, my boy Mikey. So it's, it's really crazy how you can like kind of be in your own way, you know? It's, gosh, and it's one of those things where once you go through the experience, it's, it's pretty easy to be able to look at somebody and say, Hey man, like you're in your own way. You need to delegate some of this stuff, but right. <laughs> like you, you can never actually teach somebody how to do it. You have to go through it yourself and just sort of struggle with the pain of like letting something go and then seeing firsthand that it does work better that you can right. trust other people like, yeah, the idea is always in your head. And when it's your business and your company, you take ownership of it and nobody can treat your baby like you can treat your baby. But at the same time, that's, there's, there's just as much fear in that kind of thinking as there is anything else because you're fearful that, like, that other people can't do as good a job as you. And, and I've been pleasantly surprised yeah. anytime I've been able to kind of pass the torch, so to speak, that you know people are really talented. And it's, it's, it's always been... It's always, it's always added to my business is what I'm saying when, when, you right. can, when you can delegate and when you can bring new people on because then you as the business owner free up your time to like grow the company and not right. just grow all these little tiny responsibilities. Right, right, for sure, for sure. And it's important, man, especially with a streetwear brand. Like people want to know like what you're doing, what's going on, like what are you guys about? So there's a lot of, you know, moving components to it. And it's like, you got to be on top of it. You got to have, you got to have a good solid team that's willing to go outside of their comfort zone and, and, and keep leveling up, man. And that's, you know, I mean, you've been fortunate enough to have a, a good solid team, you know, and I'm a very appreciative of them. Well, that's a perfect transition because that was, that was my next topic of discussion. There's no question that what you guys have been able to do is largely due to the fact that you, you call it a team and the word family and companies gets tossed around a lot, but you guys really, really do embody that. I mean, the core group of you, I mean, you really are family. Like you, you spend most of right. your time with each other. You talk to each other all the time. Was that something that just kind of came naturally or did you start eight and nine with that whole brotherhood sisterhood family concept in mind um i feel like um i, f I don't think we really started it with that concept in mind i think i think it's like we kind of started it with this concept of like keep your head you know keep your head down work hard you know don't take shit from anyone, you know, just really just work hard, bust your ass and get it done. And I feel like people, 
gravitated to that mm. and, you know, became our friends and family. And like, you know, when you're in the trenches and we all have one common goal to, you know, take this brand to the top and we're working, you know, hours upon hours, you know, there, you know, the first, our first warehouse was in Ray's condo in Miami, you know, and, you know, Peso and, and, and Naps used to, and, and my boy Craig used to come over to Ray's condo and, you know, be there overnight after working, you know, after working at their jobs will come over and then pack all these orders. And, and, you know, so once you go through things like that with people and they stick around for it, I mean, you know, it's, it's just a bond that that's not something you can just buy. That's not something that you can fake, you know, you know, it's just, it's just something real, you know, it's something real. And I think that's kind of what's made us a family, just like all the trials and tribulations that we've been through, all the hard work that we've put into, into the brand to get it to where it's at. I think that's what's kind of like gelled us together and why, you know, we're still together and friends and family and just doing what we do. I think so too. I, the, you mentioned trials and tribulations and I think that's almost uh, selling short of some of the, maybe struggles is too strong of a word, but, but probably not. I think maybe some of the challenges as a business that you guys have gone through and, and um, I'm, I'm always interested to hear about challenges because in our modern entrepreneurial world, people have a very bad habit of just presenting themselves in the kind of light that they want to be presented in. And it's, it's marketing, you know, I'm by no means saying that you should post an Instagram page just full of all of the bad things that happened to you during the day, because like nobody wants to see that, you know, like, you know, right. People go to your brand because of how it makes them feel and, and you want to present yourself in like a positive light and, and what you're talking about. But right. with that being in mind, I always appreciate businesses and companies that are just open-minded and transparent about the things that they've had to overcome because I feel like those, like getting through those challenges better equips you to continue to succeed in the future because then you're, you're less afraid of bad things that can happen because shit always happens. Yeah. Right. So sure. with that real long winded kind of entryway <laughs> in mind, talk to me about what you would consider to be some of the hardest, most challenging times in eight and nine. I mean, I could tell you one thing that comes, I mean, for first, the first thing would be that 2001, you know, lost. I didn't, I didn't say how much we lost, but I mean, we put, you know, a lot of money into eight and nine when we first started it, you know? Um, and let's just say it, it was, it was over like 50,000, you know, for us at that time, that's a lot of money. <laughs> when you're and, first starting. <laughs> yeah. In 2001, you know, some young kids basically starting this brand, put all of this money and it gets, half our shipment gets uh, stuck in Pakistan because of 9-11. We had, you know, uh, that had, that's probably the biggest uh, challenge that we had because um, how do you come back from that? You know, we were just, we were just still learning uh, how to, we didn't even, we was just learning how to build a brand. We didn't really know everything that we were doing. We were kind of just going along with it. So 
imagine, you know, getting all of that together, having orders for stores, and then half of your inventory getting stuck. Like, what do you do? You know, most people would have just quit and, you know, hey, I guess just making a brand is not for me, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, we were able to parlay that situation into, you know, doing designs for other people. We did designs for other people, uh, flyers, business cards. Um, we started reaching out to uh, different uh, mixtape DJs and, hey, you know, we'll design this cover for you, you know, just you know, re- represent for us and put our logo on, on, on your cover. And we started doing a lot of that type of stuff. And that kind of like held us over until we were really able to like, to come back and in 2008 and nine and, and kind of rebrand ourselves, you know, and it, it was years, it was years that, you know, it took us to do that. So that was like a really, really huge challenge. And I think a lot of people wouldn't have made it out of that. And uh, I want to say another big challenge for us. I don't know if it's a big challenge, but a challenge, another challenge for us would be uh, just like you said, how fast uh, streetwear changes. And there was a point of time where, you know, Yeezy, uh, Kanye West kind of took over with this like homeless look. You know what I mean? So it's like, bro, like we got a whole entire line of stuff. We're trying to get you fresh. We're trying to make you, you know, stand out and <laughs> and these bright colors and match your sneakers and then all of a sudden it's cool to look homeless <laughs> like, like what do, like what do you do with that like what do you do with that because like with us that's we've we've never we don't just bow down to trends you know we pay homage to older trends and things like that and bring it back we don't just bow down to trends and just give in and just do what everyone else is doing because that's People that know us, they like they just know that's that's not what we about and that's not what we represent. Um, so that was like very difficult to make it through that period where it was a couple of years of just, you know, name brand wasn't really that cool. You know, you would just throw on some sweats and an oversized T-shirt, a bunch of holes in it and stuff, and you're you're automatically on trend. So I feel like, you know, things like that along with, uh stores like H&M and uh, now Zara and, uh, you know, Forever 21 Men and Fashion Nova and all of these other um, outlets that people can go and get fast fashion for a low price. I mean, how do you, how do you, uh, how do you combat that? How do you, you know, how do you stay alive during that? And um, for us, we've always stayed true to our core audience We've always, you know, worked hard at coming up with new ideas, constantly reinventing the brand. And I mean, that was a, that was a pretty big challenge. And it's, it's, it's always it's always a challenge. It's always a challenge. It's like you said at the beginning that, you know, this fashion changes very fast. Uh, people's attention spans are a lot shorter now. Um, so how do you keep people interested? Um, and that's that's a challenge. It's been a challenge. and Luckily for us, we've been able to uh, overcome that challenge and, and, and stay strong even now in 2019. I remember that time. And that was, that was really a tough one because yeah. I, I think you, you kind of put it best when you just say, how do you combat that? Because it was so perplexing. When, <laughs> oh, yeah. For you sure. know, like, what but, do you, well, ultimately, what happened after 
the real particular trend of whatever Kanye West was doing sort of fell out. The, the market as a whole did move away from matching and colors and kind of graphic designs to being a lot more um, on trend to fit. And definitely, and, definitely. Uh, I, almost like texture of clothing as well. Maybe some of the angles of the cut. It was a lot less about like just how loud your outfit was. Maybe, maybe I'm not explaining it right, but, but I, I'd like to kind of hear your input on it and just way more along the lines of, of just how the clothes fit and a lot more solid colors and right. just really kind of right. intricate designs. Like I remember there was, a whole line of shirts that went out where the sleeves weren't hemmed. You know, there was like little right. on the sleeves. So I don't know the terminology as well as you probably do, but, yeah. but what I'm saying is you can't predict stuff like that. And when eight and nine has already kind of established its own identity, where is that line where you feel in your heart that you're selling yourself out because you need to keep up with the trend? And where is the line where you can kind of pivot and sort of adjust to stay on trend, but still be true to yourself. Right, right. So that time period that we're discussing this, like the trend was more of just like really clean. I guess you could, I don't know. I don't know if you could call it really clean cut, but it's like you said, there wasn't, wasn't a lot of graphics. There wasn't a lot of colors. It was just kind of really just clean and just, you know, have a nice pair of sneakers on with it. And, and, and you're good, you know, for us, uh, we had to dibble and dabble in it a little bit, but what we do is if we see something that is on trend and our customers um, need to have it, then we put our own spin on it. So uh, during that time, for example, what we did, uh, we made this uh, set called a rudimental set, which was um, more about just having a nice high quality uh, sweatsuit um, not too much going on with a nice, you know, eight and nine keys logo, our main logo on the yeah. chest. And, um, you know, also the logo on the sweatpants somewhere, but it was just very small, very subtle. And, um, we were able to kind of still take that type of style, but put our spin on it and, um, also showcase it with like, you know, we always, like I said, just big sneaker head. So, how do you put that with like a pair of Jordans, for example? Because, you know, when Kanye was on his trip, it was all about, you know, Adidas and this and that. You know, it wasn't so much Nike. So how do we put this fit and, and make it look good with a pair of Nikes or a pair of Jordans? You know, so that's kind of how we were able to still kind of dibble and dabble in that trend, but uh, put our own spin on it. And then we also never stopped doing what we were originally doing. Like we were still, uh, you know, doing the sneaker matches, even though it wasn't as popular, we were still doing sneaker matches. We were still doing colors. We were still doing big graphics, but we made a specific collection that if our customer wanted to kind of have that same look, they could get it, but it would be eight and nine. And um, I think that was like really, really important for us. And it, I don't, I feel it worked out for us in the best. For the I best think so too. And I think that there's just a, a huge lesson to be learned for anybody that is thinking about starting a clothing brand or whether it's going to be streetwear or any kind of uh, 
I don't know, fashion vertical, I guess you would call it. Things yeah. are going to change and you need to find a way to keep your identity while right. giving the people what they want. So, so some more examples of, of what you were talking about. And I guess I can probably put um, some, <clears throat> excuse me, some pictures in the show notes, but this was when you also did that really cool baseball tee and it was super clean and like you had the stitching on there with just a real clean eight and nine logo. And right, right. I remember you came out with a, a line of um, those waffle short hoodies that just had oh, like man. a real yeah, clean eight nine cool. logo on the front. I still have that hoodie, by the way. I wear it at least once a week. I've had that, <coughs> excuse me, for like five years. All um, right, right. So, you know, I, I don't need to kind of beat this point to death, but I, I will just reiterate one more time how important it is. Anybody listening to this, what's working for you now, like I promise you isn't going to work for you forever. So right, like, right, you almost sure. always just have to be on high alert to find the thing that's about to sneak up on you and, and be right. able to react to it, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you know, when I was saying trials and tribulations before, like there's things that we've tried that Maybe it didn't work so well, but it's like, if you can't always just go with the trend, you have to try to set trends as well. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And it's like, um, one of the trends that I feel that we were a, a big part of starting was kind of like the athletic streetwear kind of vibe back in like 2013 or so. I'm not saying we were the actual first people, but we were one of the most popular brands uh, doing it at the time. And it seemed like after we put out certain designs and styles. It seemed like a lot of people started kind of to, uh, to follow suit, you know? And, um, there's a lot of times where we tried that and it didn't work. And then you're like, Oh man, I got, I got 68 pieces here. I got a move that, you know, you know, why I'm going on sale eventually or something, you know, but it's like, if you don't, if you don't go out there and take those risks, like there's no reward, you know? Um, we took a risk with the athletic thing and it just happened to just pop and it, it, it got on um, tons of celebrities and it did really well for us. It, you know, it catapulted our Instagram, our social media, and, you know, we haven't really looked back since, but, you know, my point is, is that, you know, you know, again, you know, you can't always follow a trend. You got to try to start some and it's, it's always not going to work. It's not always going to work out. You know, sometimes it'll work out. Sometimes it won't, but, if you just try to stick to the same old thing, it's definitely going to be a boring, you know, same situation over and over again. You're not going to get too far. Yeah. And, and I think it's going to get boring for you as well. So there's, there's a thing that happens with brands, especially where you, you can comment on this because it's going to sound a little bit like woo woo, but, <laughs> but like people can feel when you're excited about the shit that you're putting out there and even though it's through you know like an instagram or it's through a blog post or through a youtube video and and there in your case there are a lot of instances where you're meeting your customers face to face just because you guys do so much touring with with these conventions but yeah. even if you were to take that stuff out people can feel if you're not motivated about your brand and your message and Right. I don't know what that is. You know, I don't, maybe it's, maybe it's just enthusiasm. Maybe there's something yeah. deeper to it. I don't know. I, I don't really. I think it's the work too, you know, cause like it's, it's, it's going to come out in your work, you know, like if you're half assing it and you're not really excited about it, like, I don't think you're going to really put out like your best work, 
you know, and I think people can kind of just tell from that as well, you know, like if, if you're cutting corners or, you know, mi missing certain, you know, certain things that, that are hitting, you know, um, it's tough, man. It's definitely tough. It is tough. And, and I, to comment on that a little bit, I can think off the top of my head in the limited streetwear knowledge I have, probably the three, well, when you think of successful streetwear brands, right, you think of what? FUBU, Echo, and Sean John, right? All three of them kind of died from the same disease of just not being able to reinvent themselves. You know, they just got stale. And I'm not saying that they weren't successful. I'm just saying that there's something to be said for the longevity that you guys have had. And you've been able to have that longevity because you've been able to keep moving and, and stay enthusiastic about, like you just said, about your work. Right. Definitely. I agree. I love it, man. Um, okay. So, so let me, let me start wrapping this thing up. Um, the last thing that I wanted to touch on is more of kind of an emotional topic because I've seen people when, when I started my tiny little clothing line that you guys helped me with so much. And I still think it was a, a huge success in my eyes and like a really good learning experience. I always said that my dream was to just walk down the street and somebody passed me by wearing one of the designs I came up with. And it, right. it never happened. And, and we got to a point where there was like a year where we were doing somewhere between like three to $600 a day. And I, I got that rush. You know what I mean? I got that right. real rush of like, this is my brand and people are buying my ideas and it, it died and, and it is what it is. But, but from when you were talking about that sweatsuit that you guys made, I would see people in that sweatsuit everywhere. Every city yeah. I would go into, yeah. I, I mean, I would see it all the time, everywhere I went, at least once a week, I would see somebody wearing that eight, nine sweatsuit. What is the feeling like when you travel across the country and when, in some cases, like you were saying, travel across the world and you just see strangers that are literally wearing your ideas and your work and your, your, your fucking like you, your identity, right. you know, like just bro, tell me about what that feels like. Bro, I've been smiling the whole time you were talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally been smiling and just like nodding my head the whole, like for every word that you said, because it's like, even now after all these years, I still get a rush and I'm excited and smile, smile. And like, I'm like staring at the person. Anytime I see someone wearing 89, because, um, it's still crazy to me. It, it's, it's, it's even now after all these years, it's still crazy to me and it still trips me out. And sometimes, you know, I go up to the person and I ask them, you know, where they got it from and, 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 and things like that. But it's just, it's really a crazy feeling. I don't even know how to really describe that feeling other than me being like ecstatic at someone really taking their time and their money to purchase you know, our ideas, like you said, um, it's, I don't know. I feel like I'm probably going to be like that. Like, cause we're, cause we're still kind of like a underground brand, you know? Mm -hmm. So kind of like, it still trips me out. It still trips me out to see that. And I mean, we have, you know, we have customers that, you know, have eight and nine logo tattoos, you know? So it's like, 
it's just wild, man. It's just wild for people to really understand um, your, I don't want to say morals, but kind of just like like how we move and the things that we stand for, you know? Yeah, I was struggling to find that word too. For some reason, like essence comes to mind. It's like- Yeah, or maybe values or something sure. like that, you know, yeah, sure. because like I said, you know, we we have a certain way of thinking and, you know, it's not the most popular, you know, way of thinking. And to have people that uh, rock out with us and understand what, you know, what we're about, it's just really crazy, man. And like, listen, man, like even this week, some, someone tagged me, you know, with an eight and nine big keys logo on their hand. And it's just like, it's just nuts, man. That's just nuts to me. You know, Do you ever, have you ever gone up to anybody on the street passing by and like introduce yourself or do you kind of stay, you stay stealth mode? Oh no. I mean, it really just depends on how I feel, but yeah, yeah. I've definitely have a, uh, a, came up to people and or went up to people and just like man like you know thank you for rocking with us like you know maybe i'll give them like a discount code or something like that oh, and that, my you know my thing is i just i want to know where they get it from you know that's my i want to know did you go online and get it like it you know did you get it from a store uh you know a lot of times people like you know my friend bought it for me I, i'm just really interested on knowing like where you got it from because i mean you know we have we're available on multiple platforms and here and there but like i said we're just like you know we're not just a common brand like that you kind of got to know what's up or it's got to be something that you saw in the graphic that you really liked so i'm just always always excited to just you know see someone wearing it and you know maybe chop it up with them real quick and then there's been times where you know um be, because I do so much touring and stuff like that, you know, people have come up to me and be like, hey, Figs, like, what's up? You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. happened a bunch of times. To me, that's even crazier because, uh-huh. you know, like, I, you, you might catch me a few times here and there on our Instagram and stuff like that, but, you know, I'm not, I don't put myself out there too crazy besides, like, these shows. So to just have random people, like, in the airport or, you know, somewhere else, come up to me that's it's just nuts man it's just nuts. It's yeah, really, really nuts. because you want to like you almost want to tell them like look i'm really not that cool <laughs> i'm just like i'm like it's just me like you know <laughs> no, <laughs> it's I, nuts man it's nuts like this guy wanted to take a picture with me one time it's only happened to me once so i'm not you know what i mean i'm not acting like, acting like i'm tupac or something but sure I'm just saying, like you know at least one time somebody came up to me and wanted to take a picture and i'm just like man i'm like this that when I was like, wow, I think we made it, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm sitting here laughing about it because I was in Philly one time visiting my family and I got off the subway and I was coming up the stairs of the subway and I saw somebody wearing those sweatsuits and I just, I don't even know what the fuck happened to me. I just got in such like geek mode because, because it, was, it was at the time when we were sort of coming out of that end of the, the graphic design sort of fizzling through and i know how hard you guys work to get out of it and so i saw and i just ran (laughs) ran up to this poor guy god i'm even embarrassed (laughs) talking about it i was like yo 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 i'm like i love your your sweatsuit and i i'm like yo man let me take a picture like my friend is gonna love this i took a picture with this this poor schmuck and i sent it (laughs) so it's you know you'd be surprised like the people that because we have you know people that have been rocking with us forever like friends and family and stuff and don't you're not the only one man people will Good. definitely one of my friends um shout out my boy Stuart 
bro, bro, he'll run up to on anybody. He doesn't care. He'll run up on you, ask you where you got it from, like everything. Like he has no problem with running up on you. So <laughs> there's there's definitely people that do that, man. But it's I mean, listen, man, it's it's just exciting, man. It's just exciting to see, you know, someone in your stuff, man. Something that you worked so hard to produce and put together and you put your blood, sweat and tears into it. Like, you know, every, every day I wake up, you know, I wake up early in the morning. Uh, as soon as I wake up, I, I check my phone and, and, you know, I'm, I'm looking through it like, you know, boogers in my eyes. I, you know, like I've been up for like 15 seconds. You know what I mean? The first thing I'm doing from my bed is checking our Instagram, see what comments went down, check real quick to see what the sales are, check real quick to see, you know, what emails there are. And then I get out of bed. So it's like, I feel like I live, breathe. And you know what I mean? I just, yeah. it's just eight and nine is in me. And it's just, it's just a, it's just a crazy feeling to have something that you've created that you love so much that can, um, that you can actually live off of, man. You know, it's, 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 it's something else, man. It really is. Man. I, I love it. Thanks. Look, homie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. I, I know that the people that listen to me are going to get so much out of this episode and, and so much out of your insight. But, but before you sign off, um, please just let us know what you're working on. Um, let us know what we can expect to drop from eight and nine. And, and most importantly, just tell everybody where they can find more about you and, and find more about the brand. Okay. So, um, Right now, um, we've got a bunch of matches for the Jordan Infrared 6. Um, we've, uh, we've been listening to our fans. Our fans, uh, our core fans, want us to uh, continue to keep matching these popular uh, sneaker matches. That continue. makes me happy. Yeah, you know, so it's like, you know, it's something that we've, um, I don't want to say we've moved away from it, but we were doing less of it. And now, you know, we're right back on to doing a lot of it and um also continuing to do cut and sew so you're going to see a whole lot more sneaker matches things that you can uh you know wear not it's not even so much just sneaker matching but clothing that you can wear with your sneakers that looks good together nice. you know what I, mean? I don't i don't know if that you know how that sounds but you do i want we want you to get those sneakers, put this outfit on, and we want you to feel fresh. And that's something that we've done for a long time. We want to continue to do that. And we also want to continue to bring premium quality uh, garments uh, to our fans. Like you said, you had that, that, that hoodie that you're talking about. You've had it for five years. Like oh, we yeah. want things, you know, we want our stuff to be timeless. We want you to be able to wear it years from now for it to still look cool, for it to still be intact, for you to still be able to wear it. And I think that's one of the things that uh, a lot of our customers appreciate uh, from us the most. I have people, you know, sending me pictures of their T-shirts that they have from, you know, 2013. You know, and it's, it's just 2014. It's just crazy, you know, to see, you know, that the, the, the quality of the stuff that is still lasting that long and, and, and that they still love it and, and, and you know, they still love it and wear it. Um, so that's we're definitely going to continue on to that. Definitely good stuff to wear with your sneakers, high quality products. Um, we're going to continue to uh, keep doing cut and sew items. So you'll see jerseys and jackets. We got a set of bags that's going to be dropping another week or two. A lot of people have been asking us for that. So we're definitely going to be doing a lot more accessories. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's the plan, man. That's the plan to just keep, 
adding new things on, try to keep the collections tight and, uh, and keep trucking, man. And I mean, for us, I mean, you can always find us, uh, if you Google eight and nine, uh, everything will pretty much come up, but it's like the number eight, A and D nine. Um, you can catch us on Instagram. That's, that's the, where I'm most active. Or you can also catch us on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, but Instagram will pretty much give you the, uh, the, the best, uh, look at the brand. And uh, my personal Instagram is figs89, so that's F-I-G-G-S, 8-A-N-D-9. And, um, yeah, man, I think that's it. (laughs) I think that's it too, man. (laughs) Figs, I I know I said this before. I appreciate your time so much. I know you got a family, and I know you're working hard, and and you took an hour out of your day to to come talk to me. I I know everybody listening to this will appreciate it as well. It was really great talking to you, buddy. I, I appreciate it. Thank you, man. I appreciate you too. You've, you know, you've helped us a lot um, throughout the year. So for me, it was like a no brainer to, uh, to give back, come on your podcast and chop it up with you. man. I, I, it feels like I'm, you know, I didn't feel like I'm on a podcast. I just feel like we're just talking, you know, like I just call you like how we normally would just talk on the phone, you know, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. totally all good, man. I definitely appreciate you, man. And, and, and uh, thanks for always being there for us. And uh, thank you for uh, having me on the show. My pleasure. For anybody listening, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you get value out of my show, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. If you are feeling generous, subscribe, leave me a rating on iTunes. It's really the most helpful thing you can do to support my work and support my show. Thank you, everybody, so much. Ray, thanks again. I'll talk to you all next week. See you. All right. Thanks, brother. Hey guys, it's me. It's Tim. One last time before we wrap up, just wanted to say thank you for tuning into the podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes. Please leave me an honest rating. Please follow me on Spotify. It's the best thing you can do to support the show. If you want to find out more, go to timstods.com. Feel free to fill out the contact form to reach out to me personally. I always respond. I appreciate you guys so much. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.